0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. When it comes to temperature, there's a point when measuring simply doesn't matter. I mean, how much of a difference is there between 95 degrees and 100? Or in the winter time, how much of a difference does zero and negative five really feel? It's just hot, or it's just cold. In today's gospel reading, there are two worlds being created: the one that's measurable, and the one that is immeasurable. Now, numbers are special in the Old Testament. and Seven is a perfect number. A number of completeness. Thus, when Peter asks Jesus how often he will forgive his brother, and answers it with the number seven, Peter is genuinely giving a complete answer. Peter is, though unwittingly just trying to recreate a better version of the same broken world that he lives in, where measuring counts. Even though Peter says seven times, which is three more than any number in the Old Testament would expect, once that limit of forgiveness is reached, forgiveness would cease to exist and subsequently bear no influence on life. When Peter answers with the number seven, he unknowingly creates a world where forgiveness runs out. And once forgiveness runs out, retribution is the only possible solution to a broken relationship. Now Jesus' response creates a world where forgiveness always exists. Forgiveness becomes immeasurable. Seventy times seven is a manifold number. An eternal number. When this number is applied to forgiveness, it's like Jesus telling Peter that forgiveness is not an appendage to living, but it's vital to living. Or to put it another way, forgiveness isn't a part of life, but life itself. Peter's question is sort of like us asking ourselves, how many breaths does it take to live? On average, a person breathes 20,000 times a day, which means if a person lives to 80, he or she would take 500 million breaths In a lifetime. Now, someone could measure the breaths each day, but frankly, it would be a miserable way to live. In fact, measuring breaths would get in the way of living, because 500 million breaths is an immeasurable amount, and a better way to live would simply to be to breathe. Breathing isn't part of life, but vital to life itself. Stop breathing. You stop living. The same is for the servant who owed the master 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents is an immeasurable number, it's the GDP of a small country. This debt could not be paid back in a lifetime. In fact, not even the servant's life could pay back the debt. So, in a sense, what is at stake in the parable is life itself not just money. When the master forgave the debt, the master gave life back to the servant. But not the old life of racking up debt, but a new life recreated according to mercy. Forgiveness wasn't a part of the life of the servant, but forgiveness was his life. Forgiveness was the very nature in which his life was now recreated. This means in the master's world, forgiveness was immeasurable. There wasn't a limit to forgiveness. It was the air he breathed. Stop forgiving, stop living. Now the servant oddly, sadly, tragically rejected the world of forgiveness and mercy. The servant still lived in the world where forgiveness had a limit, where it was simply an appendage to life, where lives were worth something only based on what they could offer. For this servant, forgiveness's limit was reached, which meant forgiveness no longer existed in his world. Retribution was the only solution. And so this is what we see in his behavior towards the other servant. In the end, though, the the servant received the world he wanted, the life he wanted, the life where forgiveness was measured. The servant was measured according to the rule in which he measured others. So the master gave the servant what he wanted. Prison, slavery, death. The Master wanted a world where forgiveness was immeasurable. And that's why he forgave an immeasurable debt. The Master desired mercy as the only solution to broken relationships. And this is precisely the world that God created. God created the universe according to his boundless mercy. And Jesus' world is the world where forgiveness is measurable and mercy is life itself. God simply can't stop forgiving us because this is who He is. This is precisely why He was crucified for us. He can't stop loving, it. and his resurrection is the testimony to the power of His life. There's no limit. When we pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We're confessing that Jesus' world is this world. We forgive because we've been submerged in immeasurable mercy in the waters of holy baptism. We forgive for the same reason you can expect to be wet after jumping into a pool. Water is wet, and when you immerse yourself in it, you get wet. So also with mercy. Mercy is fascinating and beautiful. When God saturates you in mercy and saves your life eternally by it, you'll be dripping with mercy yourself. You'll be so full of forgiveness and mercy that they become your life. So you can't but spread it. As God forgives us daily, we forgive others daily. Forgiveness is our life. It's our habit. Stop forgiving. Stop living. Now, it is a hard life for us who struggle against our flesh and our sinful desires. And so I must remind you, we do not forgive under our own own power, but by the immeasurable mercy of God. That's why why each day when we wake up, we make the sign of the cross, and we're ready to breathe in God's forgiveness and mercy so that we can breathe out His forgiveness and mercy. And while each day we sin. God keeps breathing his life in us by pronouncing forgiveness. And he does this because he never stops trying to get his brother and sister back. Seventy times seven. Christ never stops trying to get his family back, no matter what. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.